world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, we're going to tape this show. We got to do this fast today because there's no air conditioning in my office because all the air conditioning compressors in the in the world are in containers off the coast of California coming from China. So I can't get my HVAC fixed in the, in the old uh, range edition. Let's not make anything in this country anymore. No, 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 no. It's all good. As long as our politicians get fatter and richer, That's who really right. cares? Yeah, who That's cares? what's really important. That's We're going right. to talk a lot today about entitlement, but first <laughs> holy moly moly over a thousand people came to the grand reopening tuesday spectacular sandy let me tell you something the empanada lady killed it you are going to be disgusted you know she doesn't just make um hispanic or latino empanadas yeah. she has a cheeseburger empanada no way she has a mac and cheese empanada with pulled pork the cheeseburger empanada was ground beef and cheese and little bits of pickles and you get How one of those cool. jammies and you dip it in ketchup how cool is that sip and swirl tons of ice cream Great the ice coffee cream. grinds was phenomenal coffee ice cream with little coffee grinds in it nice mr cupcakes dropped off tens of dozens of cupcakes for it marty was giving out his drumsticks he converted a bunch of non-vegan people to vegan him and his wife Carol, like, unbelievable. Jay Mickens performed wearing a Black Guns Matter shirt. He performed uh, the entire evening. It was phenomenal. Rosie from CNJFO, Armand and uh, Jamie and Michelle, they all came up uh, to volunteer to work CNJFO booth. Rosie was here the entire night. I got a snapshot of Rosie eating a vegan drumstick and he enjoyed it. Oh, no. Mr. Way. Carnivore. Did he himself. know what? Wait, did he yes. know what, what he was eating? Uh, yes. So next year, instead of a CNJFO hog hunt, they're going to have a CNJFO tofu hunt. Nice. Yes. Very good. Go on a plant hunt. So CNJFO drew a winner from the tip of the spear for uh, a, a yearly membership, and Vin Agavino won the yearly membership. Congratulations, Vin. Now, the tip of the spear raffle, which yeah. was people that donated to the 52A groups, Henry Montefiant was here. Me, Rosie, and we grabbed little Dennis the Menace, a.k.a. Ethan, and we had Ethan dig deep into the bucket with all of the tip of the spear raffles and then autographed the book, and the spear was won by 2A supporter extraordinaire Kevin Porcher. Congratulations. Kevin Porcher owns Village Green Restaurant as well in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Very nice. So you might want to check him out. So you'll be going to that restaurant soon, ladies and gentlemen, and you're going to see he's got a, he's going to have a <laughs> seven-foot dory 
uh, and another book. He had bought about five books already. So I'm just so I'm so proud. So many people showed up. All the ranges were packed all day. The parking lot was a humming and a buzzing. It was just it was just super and phenomenal. I can't thank everybody enough. Uh, my staff rocked it like you cannot believe all day. And my staff that was off, some of them came in and volunteered. And my staff that wasn't off, they worked all day. They got to eat ice cream and, and party. And we just, we just had a great time. I just can't believe, uh, you know, how well it went. And I just want to thank everybody for that. It makes, uh, makes it, um, everything worth it. Yeah. Um, many people found the new doors too. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Or not. That's excellent. They, they, See? they, they, they found the new doors, yeah. and uh, which was really, really, really good. Did you have to put little um, blocks of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's give you some updates with the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court decided not to hear Russell versus New Jersey, which was the Knappen case. Yeah. They dropped it back down. And, you know, some people said that Russell wasn't the greatest case, but, you know, uh, you know, we're basically holding off for the Bruin case, a.k.a. the Corlett uh, case. So we'll see what happens with that. They also dropped another case that wasn't really in my uh, in my radar, which was should nonviolent felons be able to get their guns back? And I, I think everybody should be able to make restitution. If you're a nonviolent yep. felon, I believe yep. you should be able to have Absolutely. your Second Amendment right. rights yep. again. So they dropped that. But here's the most interesting move, ladies and gentlemen. The NRA slash ANJRPC slash Dan Schmutter slash Scott Box slash Evan Knappen slash Anthony Calandro 10-round magazine case is being held by the Supreme Court until they make the decision on the Corlett case. Wow. Dan Schmutter, you know, when you ask Dan Schmutter, is this good news? It could be good news. It could be bad news. <laughs> Scott Bach, is this good news or bad news? It could be good news. It could be bad news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is interesting to me. It should be interesting to all of us out there because they're probably holding it because we're hoping that they rule on the Bruin case under strict scrutiny and the mag case will fall under strict scrutiny and we will get 15 round magazines back. Yeah. So standard capacity magazines. My goodness. Manufacturers <laughs> issued standard capacity. My goodness. Back to New Jersey. Could you imagine? Well, you know, we have a lot going on in New Jersey right now because Governor Free Stuff, mm -hmm. uh, he has all of these plans because it's election time and he has to, uh, you know, posture and everything. He had a press conference with Gabby Giffords about gun control. Of course. And he goes, even though we have very restrictive gun control, we need more. Of course we Because do. we're second in the nation for gun control, okay? And he said, you know, we need to pass a third gun control package, and that's going to be his claim to fame when the, when the legislature reconvenes in November, mm. okay? He is going to be introducing Gun Safety Package 3.0. Oh, good. If you do not vote for Jack Chitterelli, I don't know what to tell all of you, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we have to vote. I, I listen. Do I think he's the best, best, best choice in the world? No, but we have to because Murphy will will steamroller this stuff through. We have to have somebody that will at least hold the line, like Governor Christie did. Okay, Christie held the line, ladies and gentlemen. So bite your tongue and just vote for him. 
please vote for Jack Chitterelli. We cannot afford another four years of Governor Murphy with his gun control 3.0. There's a lot going on. We're going to be talking to Pirelli shortly. There's a lot going on with uh, the Rutgers uh, Anti-Violence Violence Center, uh, Sandy. I talked to Pirelli after you gave me the heads up with that, mm. and uh, it, he's going to have some stuff for us to discuss next week on the show. Excellent. Good. Uh, you know, we talk about the elites in the third tier all the time. So uh, anti-gun, Big Bird de Blasio, just to, just, to give, just to give all of you just a little snapshot of what we deal with as the third tier. So this guy detests gun, gun ownership by the third tier, by the unwashed masses, right? right? He's a pothead. His wife's a pothead. His kids, Moonbeam or whatever their names are, they're, you know, they're, they're all potheads or whatever, uh, Yale University and everything. But a, an investigation was done by uh, the NYPD department. Obviously, they, they hate him, but 49-page department investigation come out. So for the eight years that de Blasio has been in, uh, he's been using the NYPD and the security detail as a personal security detail for him, his wife, his two kids, and extended family. This oh. is a man who detests the police, detests guns, and says no one needs a gun to defend themselves. Okay? Uh, when he was running for president, remember that? Mm. <laughs> they racked up $319,000 in security bills just for his presidential run, where he garnered 0.00002210005% of the Democratic vote in the primaries. Okay? Yeah. They used NYPD, because we don't have cops on the street. No. The mayor's 24-year-old son received regular rides to and from his job in Brooklyn after graduating Yale University. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, so he used the, the NYPD as a cab, as an nice. Uber. Nice, yeah, that's great. Okay. What did that Off cost? Oh, yeah, it's not, they didn't, there's no itemized details oh. here yet. Officers also regularly accompanied Dante on trips to and from New Haven while he was an hey. undergrad student. New Haven's not far. No, not at all. It's okay. right, right up the road. This one's really great. You he know, when you're take one, a train. No, 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 no. Oh, when oh. you're an emperor, I love this. Police also helped move De Blasio's daughter Chiara from her Brooklyn apartment into Gracie Mansion. Come on. Yeah. So we use the police as movers. <sighs> the detail used to pick the lob De Blasio's <laughs> brothers up at the airport and even squired him on a nearly two-hour trip to New Jersey to pick up a rental car. Yo, you, sergeant, lieutenant. Take my brother to New Jersey to go pick up his rental car. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is this is the guy. Okay, this is the guy that's anti-gun. I hate hypocrites. All of you know, 11 years listening to the show, I hate hypocrites. So basically, NYPD's taxpay, the NYPD and taxpayers, on these trips were referenced 33 family members of de Blasio's, who in one way or another used NYPD for, you know, moving and, you know, little things like that. So when politicians go out there and say they're the same as us, mm. eat it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, eat it. Now, that's at a state level. Imagine what it goes on at the federal oh, level. It's just sickening. <laughs> it's just sickening. 
Could you imagine what goes on at the federal level? I can't believe what we have to deal with. There was a great article by Victor Davis Hanson. If you've never read Victor Davis Hanson, you know how I, how many years now, Sandy, have I been referencing the rise and fall of the Roman Empire? Oh, forever, since I think first show. Right, since probably the first show. Well, you can buy that book online, The Rise and Fall of the uh, Roman Empire, but Wow, Victor it's Davis, available. Yeah, in nonfiction. Yeah. Uh, but for us, for the U.S., Victor Davis Hanson, historian, professor, and the author of Dying Citizen, How Progressive Elites, Tribalism, and Globalization Are Destroying the Idea of America, said on Wednesday that open borders, globalism, and tribalism are contributing to the collapse of the United States reminiscent to the fall of Rome. Yep. Every nation that has survived has had borders that were defensible and clear. And the idea was that they have their own space to include their language, our traditions, our customs, then enhance their constitution. Without that, it's just short of a migratory 5th century AD Rome where people come across the Danube River and destroy the nation state. Growth of identity politics predicated on ethnicity and race, Hanson warned, would contribute to American collapse if unchecked. Wouldn't you rather us nurture our own people that are here wouldn't you like to address the idea of race and disparity and everything I, this is me speaking right now wouldn't you want to focus on our homeless on our veterans on our seniors on our inner city and and violence wouldn't it be better to do that rather than continuing to bring waves of bigger problems in but i guess that's it because they the corrupt first tier doesn't want to fix that so we just keep bringing people in and increasing the problems is that what, what you think sandy and is that part of it the american culture which was the shining <clears throat> light on the hill for the rest of the world which is no longer we're hated and despised by pretty much everyone in the world and we're a laughing stock we've elected a sock puppet to to lead the greatest what was the greatest nation in the world which is is dwindling just as Rome did. And I mean, I, I've been accused of a lot of stuff for talking like this, but if our house was fixed mm -hmm. and we had money in the bank, right. I'd be the first to say we should be helping everybody Absolutely else. Absolutely right. You, can, you cannot deal, you cannot help others with, from a position of weakness. And unfortunately, you can't bring America up to the standards. You can't bring the world up to the standards of America. So you have to bring America down to the standards of the third world in order for this to work. And that uh, the people who were behind the Obama campaign and the Obama presidency, whoever they are, whatever power brokers they are, are back again with the sock puppet in chief and controlling him. This is just Obama 2.0. And the World Economic Forum, they march in lockstep. He's got the same, his presidential campaign slogan is the same as the World Economic Forum who wants to bring us down. Um, so I don't know. You, you have to draw your own conclusions. So a couple of things since you're talking about Obama. So we really don't know who is running no, the United we States. Have no idea. All right. It's probably yeah. Susan Rice and Obama. Yeah. Um, and obviously, and not, the, or the, whoever's the, behind them, the non-political class, the non-political people in the in the country in in Washington D.C. But so, just so you know, every weekend Joe Biden has been going to his house in Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware. He doesn't stay at the White House at all every weekend. 
and a great angle here by Jordan Davidson. It's a little two-bedroom thing, isn't it? A two-bedroom, uh, one yeah, bath. It's a huge mansion. <laughs> so you want to know, uh, Jordan Davidson had a great uh, concept that I never thought about this before. There's no official White House log at his house in Wilmington, yeah, Delaware. Yeah, you're right. So whoever's really running the sock puppet, right? they're all meeting there. Yeah, exactly. And right. there's no log. Right. There's no visitor log. Yeah. Okay, the first 29 weekends in office, he's been uh, he's been at Wilmington and Camp, at Wilmington 14 weeks and, and Camp David for eight weeks. So 22 out of 29 weeks in office, yeah, he's been that's a very good point. somewhere else where there's no official White House visitor log. Right. Yeah, and no uh, no publicity and no staff. And you know the media is not going to park outside right. and report what he's doing. No, the Wilmington police will escort them away. Did you see the stage that they built across the street from the White House, Andy? No. They built a fake Oval Office across the street from the White House where Joe Biden has all his press conferences. That's where he got his Pfizer shot and everything. And they did this because he doesn't have the two teleprompter screens there. He has a face on monitor so that he could read directly off of a face on monitor. So you, you think he's reading ad lib. This was totally set up this way totally set up for for it to be this way um it's it's the truman show you know that yeah, right it is the truman show great analogy man it yes, is the truman it, show yep it is it is the truman show um so wow. everything i yep. had no idea yep think think about that it's, it has fake so you're not allowed he's he does not in the oval office every weekend you can't see who's coming and going and he has this whole fake stage set up what's the purpose DC. of this what's the purpose of the of that studio thing what he has a face on monitor like that, a, you know, like a, like 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 the like the newscast reads yeah right a face on monitor like two feet from his face so even when he's having a meeting with dignitaries and stuff like that he's reading right off of his so there's people in that room live telling him you know typing what to write and talking in his ear and everything but you think he's in the oval office with the rose garden behind him but he's not and they couldn't do that in the oval office or I, I guess i guess logistically cameras press coming in or something oh, this is an entire sound stage yeah, right. set up okay yeah across the street from the white house wow yesterday he gave a press conference people people don't, nobody understands what he says my grandfather and this and that the other it's, thing it's frightening no matter where he is they, they usher him off everywhere you know even in the midst of a of a foreign dignitary visit i mean holy shit yeah uh i mean it's it is the truman show it really but yeah. you know but People notice, like the elites now, the media and the elites, they just keep lying to us. So, you know, the other day, this guy named Brandon, he won uh, a NASCAR race and an NBC reporter was interviewing him. And the majority of the NASCAR fans were all yelling, you know, let's go, Brandon. They weren't yelling that. They were F Joe Biden, right? <laughs> Loud. And she says to this kid, Brandon, she goes, oh, listen, the crowd is chanting, let's go, Brandon. Everyone that heard it, it was repeated over and over again. And she even tweeted that and NBC forwarded that. And people called them out on it and they're still sticking to that story. Of course they are. They okay, they're still play, sticking yeah. to that story. It's just, I mean, any of this uh, is new? I, does any of this shock you? It's just. No, but you see what's going on now. It's not just the gun people anymore. 
All right. You see what do you see what's going on with the Department of Justice weaponizing uh, the DOJ against uh, parents with school boards? Have you heard yeah, that? Well, and you've got Merritt Garland, whose daughter is in partnership, daughter and son-in-law are in partnership with the Facebook faggot who um, to spy on the kids and collect data points off of the kids in schools. And Merritt Garland is the same guy in charge of the FBI now. The great, wonderful. So we have to believe then that the super intellect who was uh, Supreme Court material uh, doesn't know that uh, his daughter and son-in-law are involved in this? Of course he does. And uh. this is a scare tactic for parents now. Yeah. Do you realize you, you send you, you pay taxes, you send your kids to public school, you ask the school board what they're teaching the kids, they won't tell you. You have to file a Freedom of Information Act, right. an Oprah request to right. find out what it is. And they're fighting you in court with your taxpayer money is not to give you the information that they're teaching your kids. Right. And they're teaching them garbage. They're teaching them CRT, and they're teaching, teaching them to hate America. If you talk to any of the younger kids today, it's frightening how brainwashed they are. It's so frightening. This is, this is a good thing because the Patriot Act was used against us during the Tea Party. Yeah, well, you know how I felt about that right from the beginning with that Me idiot too. George Bush. Right? Me too. We talked about this. Everybody thought it was a great thing. Anytime government says they're here to help you and protect you, they're you not. should run. They're not here to help you. No. So, so Sandy, during the peak of the Tea Party, I was not a Tea Partier. Me but I was, I was asked to speak at different Tea parties. Yeah, I remember. All that. right. Yeah. Remember, I traveled around. Yeah. I would go speak. They wanted me to speak about the Second Amendment. I wasn't involved deeply in politics back right. then. Right. So, but anyway, no, it to was make the a, diners. Yeah. So to make, <laughs> correct, I go to go to a diner is a beautiful right, exactly. thing. Yeah. So anyway, to make a long story short, during the Tea Party heyday, out of three tax years, I was audited twice. Yeah. And remember, they weaponized the IRS, yes, anybody did. who was involved with the Tea Party, business and personal taxes, you were subjected to an IRS audit. It, I'm, I'm going to jinx myself. It's the last time I had an audit. And, and this is the same. And now we want to be able to tap into your bank account for every transaction of $600, just a, you know, very similar to another country that does that, wait, where they meddle into every part of your life and give you a social rating score. I can't, no. I can't remember, ooh, for the life of me, what country that might be. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, they yeah. speak Mandarin. They do, yeah. They speak Mandarin. See, I hit that on the head. Yeah. So, yeah, Big Brother is coming for all of us. Big Brother is coming. It's, it's really bad, and I'm just hoping that these parents, they get as pissed off as us. You know, there's the, there's the people... Um, that are arguing um, other issues in this country. But, you know, parents are getting pissed off. They're pulling their kids out of school. They're putting their kids in private schools. They're homeschooling their kids. And these unions are getting desperate because they're losing income. Yeah, right. So, you know, you want to talk about China? I'm going to let's talk about China. How much more time do we have in this segment? Got about uh, seven minutes. Yeah, right, you want to talk about China, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, you want to talk about Big Brother. So Governor Murphy signed on October 4th that you can now bake goods at home and sell them. 
New Jersey was the only state that prohibited culinary <laughs> entrepreneurs from making and selling cakes, brownies, and other delectables from home. Yeah. Okay. The New Jersey Home Bakers Association and the Institute for Justice challenged the rule in court on constitutional grounds, urging it protected commercial bakers and other food manufacturers at the expense of private individuals who wanted a chance to earn some extra money. The health department announced in July that it was scrapping the restrictions on selling home-baked goods. The new rules look, took effect on Monday with the state publishing in the New Jersey Register the application for a cottage food business license, which must be renewed every two years for $100. See, there it is. As long as they get their fee, it'll be fine. Has nothing to do with actual public health. <laughs> So, so listen, you talk about cottage industry. More than 80% of home bakers in the U.S. who responded to an Institute for Justice survey are women and had a median income of $36,000, okay? Most of them baking was a hobby with a chance to make a little money. And a lot of them were, well, I don't know if you can say this anymore, but a lot of them were evil stay-home moms, mm. okay? Because that's evil, I guess, for a woman to stay home. So, so listen to some of the, <laughs> the New Jersey rules. They cannot earn more than $50,000. Okay. The home baker must be willing to submit to an on-site inspection. Of course. Do okay. they have to Just pay like for the inspection? Gun too, people, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. And there are limits to what might be produced or sold. You ready? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. You can have bread, cakes, cupcakes, cookies, pastries, candy, dried fruit, pasta, uh, dried pasta, jams and jellies, fruit pies, fudge, granola, popcorn, and caramel corn, roasted coffee, dried tea, herbs, pizzelles, and more. State permission is needed to make additional items that are not on the list. Like what? Like, like, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe an be, empanada? Yeah, pizzelle with a... No, because an empanada is different. That's like a baked good. Yeah. But it's nice that they give us uh, permission to yeah. bake goods. For Look, home. a lot of this has got, you know, to deal with food safety, but baked goods, a cupcake, the potential for getting, you know, a foodborne uh, disease from a baked good is very low, which is why New Jersey was the only holdout in all of that. You know, I can understand making... Uh, you know, baking, say, lasagna or making ice cream, for instance, at home. <clears throat> and, you know, dairy products can carry a really big foodborne, uh, foodborne issue to, to the market if it's done poorly. But baked goods, a cupcake, not, 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 not no. necessarily, no. No, no. Just, you know, it started out now. Watch what the inspections are oh, permitting and everything absolutely. as it's going to grow. Can you imagine the SWAT teams kicking the front door in? Let me, let me see your let me see your buttercream operation so here's here's what's going to happen the first time somebody gets sick or somebody has a complaint about quality or one competitor complaining about another yeah. the government will find ways to intervene increase the uh, the, the uh, process don't forget they're going to collect sales tax on this too yeah right you're supposed to oh yeah mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Mm. You know they're going to do that. <laughs> so, so of course pay for this somehow. <laughs> so, you know, of course, uh because it's an election year, Governor Murphy uh just had the Attorney General Buck, who's acting Attorney General in New Jersey, uh create a state task force to focus on New Jersey gun violence. Oh, good. Okay, this is like the 46th time we've done this. The guns right? in this state are very violent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mine what aren't, they want so is, maybe they're out-of-state guns? 
I guess, but so this is because it's an election year and guns is a uh, a hot button, especially for Governor Freestyle. By the way, everybody liked uh, the fact that I said he looks like a jack-o'-lantern on crystal meth. Uh, <laughs> it was my favorite comment of all. Yes, it was. So, so we're going to have this task force that's going to focus on... <laughs> Can't get it out of my head now. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have this task force focusing on gun violence, which is basically, you know, this is a gun and it committed a violent crime. Okay. <laughs> and meanwhile, nothing in the room talks about uh, what what do they call those things? Oh, criminals. Oh, yeah, I, I always forget. I always, always forget, forget, forget that, that right. part. Right. It's, you know, if it wasn't for the gun coercing the criminal to yes. you know, commit a crime. It's... So, you know, in South Brunswick. Mm. Uh, New Jersey, uh, a woman was uh, raped in town. daylight, okay? <laughs> New Jersey has some of the strictest gun laws in New Jersey, yet shootings occur every month in our cities here in the state. These gun crimes, in the vast majority of cases, are committed by career criminals and gang members. See, I thought it was all law-abiding gun owners, right? No, it has to be, yeah. Yes, but if a law-abiding gun owner buys a gun, they have to register it, get mandatory background checks, and they mm -hmm. cannot use it to defend themselves in public. Right. So this woman was grabbed off the street and raped in a vacant lot in South Brunswick. Oh. And New Jersey 101.5 was like, maybe if New Jersey allowed people to defend themselves with guns. So now what do you think if Big Bird de Blasio, if we know about $400,000 of the police running errands for him and stuff, what do you think Murphy's tab must oh, be? Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> you're talking about a guy who has, uh, you know, the... Uh, the river uh, dredged so he could get his yacht in with taxpayer funds. So I don't, yeah. I don't really know. Allegedly, of allegedly. Course, allegedly, yeah. So yeah. I want to talk about alternate reality when we get back. still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the Shipbaggerator, this year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun For Hire Radio. The Shipbaggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Shipbaggerator in the town square. Open the lid and drop the ship bag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, ship bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. 
Slice ship bags so thin, they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest ship bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem. Just set it to high, and the ship baggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch as the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing. Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the ship baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more. For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, dice, and cube. The ship baggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price. Unbelievable. So don't wait. Call and get yours today. The ship baggerator is available only at Gun for Hire Radio. Operators are standing by. Okay, we're back. What are you doing? What are you doing? I, I just pulled out a nose hair. It was like four feet long. <laughs> My God. Oh, do you I'm see actually, what I'm, I need to put I'm saving it. I'm taking a picture, and I'm going to see if it broke some kind of record. Hello, Guinness. Hello, Guinness Book of World Records. I got me a four-foot nose hair here. Yeah, what's the record? Can somebody Google that? <laughs> Uh, on it right now, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about supporting those who support Good you. Good news, there's no category. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it, babe. There's... I got it, babe, My claim to fame. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm Add that uh, one to the resume. <clears throat> you know, you're going to add producer to the resume, right? Necessary Evil, the film. Right after story. Longest Nasal Hair. Yeah, <laughs> this short story. <laughs> it's, in, it's in post-production now, ladies and gentlemen. That's great. Going to be hitting the, the film festivals. I'll be going to the Black Tie Fairs. Yes. Okay. I'm just my buddy Kareem Hayes. He sent me a, a producer hat and shirt. And I just can't wait to start repping. This movie is going to be he epic. Has I can't no wait. no idea what he just did. Really? <laughs> I'm going to start. I want to, I want to wear, I want to be like Otto Preminger. I want a monocle, right. a cigarette holder. <laughs> and everywhere I travel, I want one of those folding chairs with my name on the back. That's good. That's all right. Yep. You like? There it goes. There it, it, and it begins, right? So a shout-out. So Necessary Evil was one shout-out. Marty and his wife killed it. Marty's V-Burger, martysvburger.com. If you order with Marty, he will have it for you for pickup at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. Uh, also, let's go. Decoding Firearms, John Petrolino, available on Amazon. And a bunch of people bought it, John, during the uh, grand reopening, by the way. Gun Lawyer Podcast, Evan Knappen, exposing the truth about the gun laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Very important that you follow that podcast, all right? Uh, support those who support you. The Quarantine Crawl, a uh, runaway success. So many people mentioned the crawl that stopped by on uh, 
on Tuesday at the grand reopening. Many of them were quarantine crawl businesses. They can't wait to start advertising their products and services where we're setting it up in the new range. Don't forget, buy my book, bitches. Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game. Available at the range and crimeproofbook.com. Al Hayes ordered another five books for this Saturday, Sandy. Every week he sends me an email and orders five to seven books signed for his people. That Unbe is great. Uh, unbelievable. You know, uh, the new ranges now, for all of you listening, we want you back. Uh, we have a 15-port members-only range. No members-only hours, no members-only ports. 15 ports members only. I have a 10-port overflow range. I have 13 ports for renters, and the 50-yard range, 6 ports 50-yard range, is now members only. Okay? Membership has its privileges. All of our membership levels are still available for now. Come on down and check out the new ranges. We're still doing a lot of work here. Second floor, Cigar Lounge, two tactical ranges next year. I mean, I couldn't be happier. Tony Urena, my director of training, is doing a great job with all of the guys and girls from, from Urbans and Basics instructor classes with Chuck Leonard. You know, there are a ton of credentials. We're just, we're just killing it here. And I want everybody to come down and, and check it out, please. Now, let's talk about some, uh, I think I have letters. Hold on. Joe Grimaldi came to the grand reopening with his 91-year-old mother, Sandy. Wow. Great shape, by the way. Okay. Uh, he said he was at the Friends of the NRA dinner in Hunterton County. I couldn't make it, Joey. I had a problem. I'll tell you about it when I see you. He wants to buy the Necessary Evil book. I'll order a couple. I'll have them here for the range. He said, it was great meeting your parents, and I was glad I got a chance to finally introduce my mom to you and vice versa. The food and festivities were great. Met Marty. His food is great. Empanadas were deadly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Continuing the best of luck, and good luck with the bionic knee. I know I'm working on the bionic. I'm too busy to get my knee replaced right now, Sandy. Mm. I'm just, I'm just not ready to get my knee replaced. So in an alternate reality, let's talk about an alternate reality. There was a school shooting this week in Texas, Sandy. Really? Yeah, there was a school shooting. This young chap who was bullied, Timothy George Simpkins, was 18 years old. He went into school in Arlington, Texas, and uh, started shooting people up who were uh, bullying him. And a teacher, who, a teacher rushed the nut and ran towards the shooting. And ended up getting shot, broken ribs and collapsed lung and everything. So three people were shot. I thought it was four at first, but it was only three. And the teacher was in uh, bad condition. Uh, one person was released that day and another one is in critical condition. So even states like Texas uh, and towns and stuff are the 15-year-old boy is in critical condition. I'm sorry. A, a teenage girl was grazed with a bullet. Um, and uh, a fourth victim was a pregnant woman who fell... She fell during the shooting. She re she got medical care at the uh, at the scene, and the teacher uh, Calvin Pettit, uh, 25 year old, he took a shot, uh, suffering broken ribs and a collapsed lung. So they have bail reform and everything in Texas, in Arlington, Texas, has as well. So the next day, uh, this is a school shooter with a gun that was obtained legally. He went before a um, judge, aka magistrate, and. Uh, they gave him an ankle monitor and released him on $75,000 bail. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The world is truly upside down. Yeah. So when you want to talk to me about gun control yeah, and you right. want to talk to me yeah. about stopping school shootings. It's as if they want this to happen. Yeah. 
when I read this, I had to go to like five different media outlets to make sure it wasn't parody. Yeah, I wasn't right, reading right. The, Onion wasn't the Onion or The Babylon yeah, Bee. Right. And it's not. It's legit. And there's no outrage from the left on this. Yeah. Okay? There's, Interesting. There's no outrage on the left. And yeah. uh, this, we're talking about a school shooting. We're talking about he went into a secured area and shot people. You know, and no one died, fortunately, but a judge, and I talk about judging the judges, you know, like the 130 federal judges that we know about that should have recused themselves and probably the thousands of more of judges across the board. But anyway, that's an entirely another story. So he's back out on the street. I, I, I have um, speechless. Is this not unbelievable? That this is the level of crap that we have to deal with in 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 the United States now. That we're talking about. I I just I just can't wrap my head around it, Sandy. Mm. I just can't wrap my head around it. Mm. That how we let somebody out on the street that went into a school and fired a gun that was purchased illegally, and he's allowed to go back out on the street and walk amongst us and our kids and everybody. I'm I. It behooves me. I I don't know understand what's going on. Well, he does have an ankle bracelet on. Yeah, yeah, seventy five thousand dollars bail. Which I don't know if that, what the cash bail system in Texas, but in New Jersey when it was active, that would have 7, been seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. So you have someone in your house that has a car that's worth ten thousand dollars that's paid for. They could sign that over to the bail bondsman to hold his collateral, and he's out on the street. Again. Or put it on Master Mastercard. Yeah. I I read this, Sandy. This is October sixth, and I read this about fifty times. I didn't post this anywhere online. And it's weird because you sent this to me yesterday because uh, I had analyzed this over and over again. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we try to help everybody. We try to talk on the show. We try to inst instill in you safety of yourself and your family, you know, your most valuable assets. And we, we try to tell everybody, you know, just owning a gun, like um, Colonel Jeff Cooper used to say, owning a piano does not make you a musician or a piano player, right? Yeah, right? Owning a gun does not make you a gun expert, a firearms expert, a home safety expert, a lawyer, a doctor, a first responder, a negotiator, whatever. So this gentleman, I don't know a lot of history, I'm waiting for more data to come out, but in Gloucester County, a man called 911 to report intruders on his property, including one with a gun. And police re responded to the scene and met an armed intruder outside on the property and they shot him and they killed him. And it was the homeowner. Yeah. And we talk about this. It's in my book and I'm going to go over this. And this is really not to pitch my book. This is to save people's lives. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, he was on the phone with dispatch, which was the right thing to do. And the dispatcher heard somebody say, put the gun down. And the dispatcher was like, are you talking to with my officers? And then eight seconds later, gun gunshots are heard. And this is in Mount Tua, and, um, uh, which is down in Gloucester County. And uh, he died. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And this, this gentleman named Sharp, he was a 21-year veteran of the U.S. Air Force. His nickname was Chuck. He was the father of one. He had three brothers and sisters. He was born in San Diego. He was a talented carpenter with many skills that could build anything. He previously worked at Miller and Sons in Westville for many years. Chuck had a love of reading, camping, fishing, and all animals. He would also be the first to help others in need. Chuck was a funny guy and always knew how to make you laugh. He could always put a smile on your face. Well, 
he had a 45 gun that was given to him by his grandfather. And uh, that was the gun he ran outside with. And when when police get a 911 call and are told that someone has a gun, they're replying to a gun job. Right. They don't know who the good guy is or who the bad guy is, regardless right. of what you're thinking in your mind, regardless of what you're thinking in your mindset. All right. So this is easier for me uh, to just read a little some excerpts from my book, page 209, uh, using your gun. And I talk about the aftermath, right? And man, I, I, I'm just blown away when I read this, you know? Um, yeah, it's a problem. I yeah, think that's yeah, yeah. one of the greatest problems that, are, that we face as a, as an, an armed society are the people who just buy a gun or have a gun given to them, have no training whatsoever, you know, and I'm not, you know, I, I don't want everyone to misunderstand what I'm saying, I do think that everyone who owns a gun should be self-required to get training in the use of that gun. You should not have to, it should not be a condition of being able to own a gun or purchase a gun, but you should self-regulate as a you owe it upon yourself. I don't yes. want, we don't, none of us want government mandated training because we know right. it's a slippery slope. Exactly. But, but if, it, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to own a gun, it's your responsibility. Read books, watch videos, attend classes, get training, do it, do it, do it. Because look what happened. This gentleman is gone now. Right. All right. And from his perspective, there were bad people outside. There maybe there was people out there and somebody with a gun. There probably was because he was 45 years old. We had there's if he had other problems or a record or whatever, or, or if he was, you know, had mental problems, we would have known about it. Right. The news would have dug it up immediately. Right. So he didn't. But from his perspective, his home, his domicile, his castle, he's protecting it. The cops roll on the scene. He's a good guy. Right. But the cops don't perceive it that way. No, they don't know. Just, just like what we all, I, in my book, you're going to get handcuffed. That's the time where most homeowners resist. Stop resisting. Yeah. They're doing it for your safety, too. So let, let me talk a little bit. If you must use your gun and you should call 911 and tell them someone's in your house, you provide your address, describe the situation, tell them what you're wearing, what the intruder is wearing, and give them as much detail as possible. Repeat your address and try to stay as calm as possible. If you're holed up in a bedroom, tell them the locations of your family. You must act in a calm and methodical manner. Remember, not only are you giving important information to the authorities, but you are also creating evidence that can be called back during a trial should you find yourself in one. Note, our 911 call system was designed for landline phones many years ago. When you call 911 from a cell phone, make sure you say your address two times clearly and concisely so that officers can be dispatched even if the bad guy knocks your phone out of your hand. My cell phone is a business phone, and the address is at the range, not my house. Imagine, the police show up at the range at 3 o'clock in the morning instead, right? Right. If someone starts to approach you and you have to use your firearm, tell them don't move. Please leave. I have a gun and I will use it. Use command words. Remember, distance is your best friend. One thing you need to remember, we never shoot to kill and we never shoot to wound. We shoot to stop the threat. We keep shooting until, until the threat or act of aggression 
stops, okay? If you use your gun, you have to secure your scene, okay? You have to secure the scene. I have a whole chapter in here, Sandy, talking about should you go look. No. Right. Never, ever, right. ever right. go look. It's an entire chapter in here. If you are in your house and the bad people are outside and your family and loved ones are behind you. Stay what in your home. Stay in your home. Think about where are you going to put the firearm when the police come. You do not walk to the door with the gun in your hand. But you also don't want to put the gun down and maybe have the bad guy take it from you because he's hiding in a closet in your house or something. You have These are things that you have to think about. John covers some of this in Decoding Firearms. I talk about it all the time. Should I go look? No. So here's the deal. If I had a two-story house... And my family is upstairs, and I'm at the top of the stairs. There's stuff in my book I talk about to be from a good defensive position. I would be at the top of the stairs with my family and loved ones behind me, and I'd be on the phone with 911. Right. And, you know, we always talk about I have the light stick and the front door key. From my phone, I can unlock the front door and let the police in. As soon as I hear the police come in the front door, I would retreat to my bedroom and I would secure my firearm in my digital safe or my, I have, I have a, a simplex lock safe, but I would just secure it. And when I meet the police, I would have my hands up in the air with my palms facing out. And I would tell all my family to stay in the rooms until the police sort everything out. I don't want to go. So, but if you're in a situation where you have to go to the door, you should be on the phone with 911 talking to the dispatcher, and the dispatcher will be radioing the police. Homeowner wearing pink pajamas is heading towards the side door, officer. Homeowner wearing pink pajamas is opening the side door, officer. Okay? And it, we, should not, we, should not be, we should not be having the gun in our hand at that time. But in my book, I talk about, well, you don't want to put your, your gun down at, at a nightstand, and your family is upstairs. The last thing you want to do is be talking to the police and you hear that gun fire upstairs. Right. Because an unauthorized right. person now had, but you were so nervous. Visualization and mindset, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I spent 80% of my waking hours in my kitchen and dining room. If someone was to broke in, the shit was to hit the fan, what would be the course of actions I would take? Right. Okay, I spent 20% sleeping in the bedroom. If someone was to break in at 3 in the morning, what would be the course of action I'd take? Now, remember, a plan is only good as the first five seconds and the first five feet, right? Right. But at least we have a general idea. Yes. Where is my cover? Where is my concealment? Where will my kids go in an emergency drill? Where would they go in a fire drill? This poor gentleman, 45 years old, went outside. All of you listening to this, you do not need to go outside. There is a gentleman in Clifton that lost his gun rights forever because he ran outside with a gun and he fired at the guys who drove away with his car. Right. He used to shoot here. Right. There is no reason for that. No. No. Grabbing your gun and running outside and firing at a fleeing car. He will never own a gun again. Okay, we do not need that to happen. He got off easy in my books because they didn't oh, yeah. run him over or fire back yeah. or grab his arm and take him for a Nantucket joyride, bring right. the car up to 80 miles an hour and let it go like happens to many cops. Yeah, right. Okay, so he was lucky that happened that, that it happened that way and he just got to go through the court system. Do I think he should have been tried for that? No, but I can't change the laws. This gentleman down in Mantua, he ran outside. So now he's thinking, here comes the police. Grant, thank God my backup is here. Who knows? Time dilation. Uh, you know, tunnel vision, the lights and sirens going off. Did he hear the police commands? The police get a call. There's a man outside with a shiny silver gun. 
When the police respond, there's a guy outside with a shiny silver gun. They're barking commands. He's not putting the gun down. What is the cop going to do? Because chances are he doesn't hear them or see them. Either. The cop, auditory exclusion, time dilation, right. tunnel vision. Again, people watch too much TV, too yep. much movies. That's right. Oh, the cops are here. Now I can assist them with the search for the bad guy. Yeah, right. It doesn't work it doesn't that work way. That right. yeah. Do you think this cop, do, do you, how do you think this cop feels? Right. This cop did not yeah. start his shift that day saying, I want to kill a law-abiding gun owner. Right. The long-term ramifications of something like this is is untold, untold, and, and it can't be taken back now. Please, please, read Decoding Firearms. Please, please read my book. I mean, I, and I don't know. take I don't, a I don't, basic handgun course. One of the best handgun courses is is really what you've done with uh, the old NRA, uh, you know, firearm use outside the home. You know, it's it's any of the courses that you have that require you to take live fire course with an instructor, a skilled instructor by your side is really a basic must for everyone who owns a firearm and wants to use it in protection of their home. If not, put it away and never take it out. Listen, and, and, and uh, you know, this is Gun for Hire Radio, and Anthony owns Gun for Hire at the Woodland Park Range. Right. A gun is not for everybody. No. All right, seriously, a no. gun is not You're for everybody. Right. There's long-term shortage uh, storage. There's a short-term quick access storage. Yep. There's the training that's involved in it. And, and, and sometimes it's not, if you're not prepared to bring a gun to a fight, it's okay. That's perfect. Okay, that. it, yeah. it really is okay. There's other things you can do with alarms. You can do stuff with cameras. You can do stuff with lighting. There's uh, non-lethal stuff that you can that you can use. Okay, uh, you know, less than lethal if you want for your house. There's just so many other options. You don't have to. If you're going to buy a gun and you're going to go to the range and shoot it one time and you're going to keep it in your nightstand, then you know what? A gun is not for you. Yeah, exactly right. All right. And if you're if you're a little shy with that gun, you know, and this guy was in the Air Force 21 years. We can't say that he was a gun guy. No, no, he was, he was Air Force. <laughs> All right. You know, but but still, even if yeah. he was a gun guy, we, right. we, we can't right. say that that he was a, that he was a gun guy and and when he was in the air force he might have only shot if he wasn't an mp or an officer he only shot uh, long guns right right he maybe maybe the shot some hands correct yeah. and this right. gun was given to him yeah all right so these are the things that you really an unfamiliarity with. with a firearm a loaded firearm that you've never used before and you separated yourself from the safe place and went out into a dangerous place for no reason you had the police on the phone. These are lessons that you, you really need to take to heart. Safer in the house, in the bedroom, if the bedroom door locks, kneeling, and it's in my book, with your elbows on the bed facing the bedroom door should the attackers break through your front door and then come through the second door. If they smash open the bedroom door, they're going to be looking at eye level and you're going to be kneeling down and you can say smile, wait for flash, right? right exactly. And you could have your cell phone on hands-free laying on the bed next to your hand. 
talking that you're to communicating the who is recording everything exactly but no 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 you know you want to go outside and look and again i'm not going to downplay he passed no. away here but you need to think about all of this with your family and everything now if your daughter was outside being accosted yeah, by two different. guys now you gotta go yeah. outside and you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do right. but we're talking about a situation listen there's so many things he could have done Imagine if he read my book. Imagine if he had his key fob and he hit the panic button on the key fob if it was parked in the driveway. Right. Another distraction. Right. Another thing to disrupt the two bad guys that were outside of his right. house. Right. Think about that. There's so many little things that could be done to harden your house. A couple of cameras taping it all. You know, and him saying, I'm outside. I'm in the house right now. Do not come in the house. I mean, going to look what's outside. Think about it. What is what is more important than you right. and your life inside? And I don't know the whole situation. I don't know if there was anybody else in the house, but there is nothing outside that was worth protecting your house for. Even if they were stealing your car, doesn't matter. It's not it's, worth your you, life. You remember Anthony Imperial in Newark? Yeah. His son Chris Imperial in Newark. Anthony Imperial was a huge power broker, aka sometimes known as a vigilante in Newark. I went to school with Albert and uh, Chris. Uh, Imperial and a hothead Chris looked outside and two guys were trying to steal his car and he shot at them. Yeah. He went to jail. Yep. Went to jail for a few months, did pretrial intervention thing, probation and everything, but but ruined his life. And you know, Chris and I are friends till this day. And if you talk to him, he's like, I never should have did that. Yeah. Right. I never should have did. He was in his mid twenties, all hothead and stuff. Right. He yeah. had a nice car, whether it was a Camaro right. or something. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna shoot these bitches. This ain't right. Texas. Right. Yeah, it's not the Wild West. Yeah. This ain't Texas. So we talk about it in all our classes and everything we talk. You want to maintain that defensive position at any cost. So guys and girls, visualization and mindset. I don't care if you live in a studio apartment or a 47,000 square foot mansion. God bless you. There are many, many ways to protect yourself. You have to get your family on board whether they like it or not. You have to sit down. When you go home tonight, sit down and watch TV and go, hmm, spend a lot of time in this position. When you're standing in the kitchen, you go, hmm, spend a lot of time in this position. When you're on the shitter, hmm, spend a lot of time in this position. <laughs> uh, when you're laying in bed, hmm, spend Fiber. a lot of time Fiber. in this position. Fiber, yes. Yeah. So think about those areas where you spend your time. And think about this gentleman's scenario. Okay, it's 3 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Right. Exactly. It's 6 o'clock at night or whatever. The poop hits the fan. Yep. What's my plan? Wifey, what's your plan? Egbert, what's your plan? Cruella, what's your plan? Go through right. the whole kids. And yep. then, of course, Fido, we know what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you and I are going to lock ourselves in a safe room and give up our family. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boy. Assume the position. We'll <laughs> leave them out there. <laughs> Leave the liabilities <laughs> you have to teach the dog how to lock the deadbolt that's right you run, exactly. you run, you run through the, the dog gets there first you run through the dog shuts the door with such force that the deadbolt slides over that's right get the door son <laughs> so but we're look good. around do i have lights do i have cameras do I have an alarm system? Do I set the perimeter alarm? Do I have Charlie bars on the sliding doors? Right. Are, my are my basement windows protected? Is my extension ladder locked up? Is my ex neighbor's extension ladder locked yes, up? Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
If not, use it to rob his house. Right. That will teach him a lesson. <laughs> or just go up to the second floor and push his air conditioning in the window onto the floor. <laughs> Climb back down. Okay? <laughs> that was my, said in jest. Because, yes. Is uh, my allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Is, is my phone on the charger on the nightstand? Is my significant other's phone on the charger on the nightstand? Is my family safe and secure? Do I check to make sure the doors are locked at night? When I hear something that goes bump in the night, does my whole family, do you need your significant other pulling your arm, yelling and screaming mm, in your ear? Right. No. If you teach your kids a fire drill and teach your family an emergency drill, everybody knows to retreat, let's say, to the master bedroom on the far side of the master bed on the floor. That's right. all you need to do. That's all you need to if do. I'm at the top of the stairs... And I could get in the prone position with my gun in my hand and my cell phone on speakerphone. And I could be describing the entire situation right from there. And when the police arrive, I can let them in. If you have a light stick with a front door key attached, you can let them in the old-fashioned way that I've been touting for 175 years now. But these are the things that are in crime proof that are covered. And I would wish that that gentleman had read my book. Uh, listen, if you have any red poker chips, calling all red poker chips, each one reach one. The drawing is Tuesday, October 19th at 5 p.m. Bring your red poker chips into concierge at the range from now until October 19th. We will count how many you have. We will give you tickets for each chip you have. You will get to keep the chips. And the drawing will be October 19th. We have like six or seven beautiful prizes. Guns, ammo, memberships, and all. Support those who support you. Each one, reach one. I love all of my gun people to the end of the earth. Thank you all for your support. Sandy, talk after everybody about VHS, please. We are raising money for homebound disabled veterans and veterans in need of memory care. Government funding for these folks, be it from the federal government or the state of New Jersey, has all but dried up for these vets and their amazing family caregivers who are having to go it alone or simply just go without. Many of these brave men and women have served in Korea and Vietnam and have already had their country turn their backs on them twice. Please, let's not let it happen again on our watch. We are partnering with the Visiting Health Service of Ocean County to provide those in need with care at no out-of-pocket cost to them. But it takes about 100 bucks a day to provide even the most basic of care. So please, join with us and open your hearts to a brother and sister in need. VHS of Ocean County is a 501c3 community-based voluntary charitable organization. So I assure you that every single penny of your tax-deductible gift will go directly to care. And I'm calling on all my fellow vets around the nation, especially those who are members of organizations like the American Legion, the VFW, Disabled Vets, to organize a local fund drive to help out our brothers and sisters in arms. Please take up a collection and mail your checks directly to Veteran Care Fund, care of VHS, Victor Hotel Sierra of Ocean County, P.O. Box 5292, Toms River, New Jersey, 08754. Or you can just make your own contribution through the GoFundMe, GoFundMe.com. Search for VHS of Ocean County. 
five bucks, 10 bucks, anything you can do would greatly be appreciated. Big, big thanks go out this week to Armin Varabedian for his gracious donation of $100, Ed Green for his generous donation, and Carl Palladino for his generous donation. Thank you, folks. We really do appreciate it. And, well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a counterfeit media production. The music used in this podcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host and author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, Anthony Calandro and the rest of the crew here at Gun For Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Remember, each one, reach one, stay safe. And stay inside when there's bad things happening outside. We love you guys. See you next week. From sea to the shine.